Welcome to Imago Dei, the program that brings you theological and philosophical reflections for today's world. This is your host, Joseph Terry. Welcome back to Imago Day. I'm very excited to be with you. It's been several weeks since I've been able to put forth uh, an episode. My apologies for those of you who've been waiting. I'm really excited today to reflect with you on the topic of grace. Um, as a follower of Jesus, as a disciple of Christ, grace is central to uh, my own identity and to those who claim to follow Christ. Grace actually is what marks out Christianity um, as really radically unique. Um, in this sense, I mean, a, a really full and robust understanding of grace would actually help us to realize that Christianity, Christianity is contra-religion. There's something about Christianity that stands against the religious instinct. Amazing thinkers like Karl Barth and others ha have, have mused on this. Um, and so I just want to reflect just a little bit on grace today and then move swiftly into the heart of the matter with regards to our own um, existential reality. In other words, how can grace, how does grace shape and inform how we ought to live? How can it practically begin to uh, affect who we are as Christ followers? Well, consider the following. Consider that grace is um, a free gift, right? We want to perhaps start with a, a definition. And, and I would say, just to keep it as simple as possible, grace is a free, undeserved unmerited um it's a radical inbreaking into our reality right i mean grace is just like you can't expect grace that's the very nature of grace right it's it's a shock it it it, it comes to us from the outside it comes to us tangentially it shocks uh the domain of our awareness um because grace comes from god and God, by definition, is not only the ground of all existence and being, God as being, as the ground of all that is, transcends being. I mean, that's, this, I mean, this is a lot of amazing implications around that. And out of the infinite abyss that is the pure joy and love of God comes to us grace Grace is an invasion, a good invasion. I mean, we typically think of invasion as something spooky or scary. Uh, my goodness, aliens are invading, and what if this, what if that? When God invades your life, it is always a good thing. We may not experience it as good initially. Uh, in fact, uh, as the, the, according to the very logic of the Bible, we fight against this invasion. We run from it. We hide from it. 
because it challenges the very foundations of our life and of our way of being. But as you begin to, and as I begin to open ourselves up to this grace, we, through grace, begin to realize, my goodness, how we needed this grace, how this grace is salvific. It is saving grace, right? And so grace is a free gift from God, just pure, unadulterated goodness from the Father. And all of theology, and in light of this, all of healthy and a robust philosophy um, is, ought to be shaped and informed by grace. Grace is, in this sense, the, the, the key to unlocking so many things. Consider the following. Grace is the answer to the question implied in ontology and metaphysics. Now, let me just quickly offer a definition here. You know, ontology, um, ontology literally means the study of being, right? Uh, it's a word. It is the logi of being, a question about existence. And metaphysics is profoundly related to ontology. In fact, ontology could be construed as a sub-branch of metaphysics. Metaphysics is the systematic investigation of the nature of reality. The nature of reality. If you've watched uh, movies like The Matrix or Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception, movies like this, th these cause you to really question reality. You know, am I in a dream? Am I in a computer simulated world? What is this? And, and, and good movies, like good literature at times can cause you to reflect metaphysically or ontologically. So metaphysics is just the study of reality. Ontology is the study of being. Two good $5 words there you can uh, pick up and explore. So when you read some, some other thinkers, they use these words. Now you know what they mean. But I'm, what I want to say here is that grace is the answer to the questions implied in ontology and being and metaphysics. Grace is the answer. Grace is offering us an insight, an awareness. More than that, actually, grace is to us when we open ourselves up to grace, when we really allow ourselves to be arrested by grace, we realize, my goodness, this is the answer to many of the questions that I had, perhaps questions that were inarticulate that were somehow buried deeply within my very own heart. I didn't know that they were there. They, they were almost like a, a secret itch, as it were. And as they discovered, I'm like, my goodness, I, I need something to scratch this. And grace, it turns out, through the revelation of God, grace is that answer. The answer to all the questions implied within the mystery of existence itself. For instance, we realize through grace, creation, right? All of reality is a gift. So when philosophers and other thinkers have asked and continue to ask, um, why is there something rather than nothing? 
Why is there being existence? Why this? Why, why the existence? Like why, like, why? Like, what is this? Like, it's a good metaphysical question. It's actually the classical fundamental question in philosophy, particularly in metaphysics. The answer is grace. <laughs> Through grace, we discover, my goodness, creation itself is a gift. The free, expressive gift of the Father. And we, some, some people ask, like, my goodness, what was God doing before the creation of the world? Did, did God create the world because he was bored? Was God somehow sitting there twiddling his thumbs? Um, and, and, and like, like, what was God doing? Right. And as, as understandable as that question may be, um, understandable because we as creatures think creaturely, right? In other words, we can't help but think within the confines of space and time and matter. And so we're working with what we've experienced and the very categories of thought that we are afforded. We wonder regarding ourselves, man, what would I, in the individualistic sense, be doing if there were no one else around, if there was no creation? Surely I would probably find myself bored from eternity past and say, you know what, I got to create something because I'm going out of my mind here. The reality is uh, creation is not the plaything of God, right? Uh, God didn't create the world because he was bored. <laughs> um, God is infinite community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God was not in need. If God were in need of, let's say, entertainment, then God would not be God because then God would not be perfect. And perfection, by definition, um, would not be, in this category, in need. Now, this is good news for you and I, because if God were in need, how could this God in the final analysis ever really help us? Forget about even helping us. How would he even be worthy of worship? No, God created all of reality out of nothing without any pre-existing matter, just spoke it into being as we speak of, uh, in Christ as, as we Christians um, uh, read Genesis and whatnot. And so we say, no, grace is the answer to the questions there implied in the mystery of being in existence. And we discover, my goodness, creation itself is a free gift. We realize that the question, why is there something rather than nothing? Because God, God, out of his infinite joyous heart and love, wanted to bring forth being. It is God's gift to us. We, ourselves, are a product of God's free, expressive, loving gift. Creation, in this sense, is suspended. Creation hangs over nothingness because it, there is nothing that creation is rooted in except the free expressiveness of God. God does not need us or creation. God, out of his freedom, chooses. And there's a beautiful thing to discover there as we muse on that. 
But not only is grace the answer to the questions implied in the mystery of being and reality, I would go as far as to say that grace is the answer to the questions implied in existentialism. Now, what is existentialism? And here we are. We have a lot of words here today, right? Ontology, metaphysics, existentialism. What in the world? You may be saying to yourself, Joe, what is exist? Like, what is that? I can't even pronounce that. Existentialism. Like, what? Well, you hear the word existence in that. And existentialism in particular, and if you want to do a little bit more reading on this, um, uh, check out the writings of Soren Kierkegaard, right? Uh, he's in many ways the father of existentialism. Um, some proto-existentialists, uh, you can think of Socrates in many ways as a proto, like one of the first... Um, emanations of, of kind of an existentialistic thought. And then you have theistic existentialists like um, Dostoevsky and Tolstoy and Kierkegaard is one. You have uh, some very famous atheistic existentialists like Friedrich Nietzsche and Albert Camus and Jean-Paul Sartre and, and, and so on. What I'm saying here, however, is that existentialism itself is a branch in philosophy that is concerned about certain questions in relation to human nature, or um, better put, the uh, categories of thought that are in relation to what it means to be human, right? And some of the facticities, some of the unique qualities that come out of our being as being human. Uh, certain key questions in existentialism, like are we free to choose or are we determined? What is the relationship between identity and choice? Does my life have meaning? These are just some of the questions in existentialism. And what I'm saying here is that grace itself, this grace, this invasion from God's infinitely good and joyous heart, grace is the answer to the questions implied in, existent, in existentialism. There are many questions in existentialism. Um, like, hey, uh, does my life have meaning? The answer is yes. Whether or not you know it, yes, your life is pregnant with meaning. In fact, your life itself, your very life, regardless of what your parents, how your parents brought you into being and whether or not you were uh, their intention is beside the point. Your life is decisively pregnant with meaning. Because your life is the free, expressive, joyous gift of God himself. And within this question of existentialism, right, um, sometimes we can ask, well, you know, what what is the very hmm, source of my actions, of my deeds? You know what's amazing about grace? As we think of it in relation to morality and ethics, you don't have to be perfect. Now, sometimes we get caught up. We, we, we begin to really start getting down on ourselves. We're like, man, you know, I keep slipping up and 
I fail, I fail miserably at times, and my deeds sometimes don't reflect what I really want to do in my heart, um, or there's, you know, my character, uh, if it's reflective of my deeds or vice versa, my goodness, I'm, I'm bound for hell. The amazing, beautiful gift of grace is that you are seen. You are heard, you are acknowledged, and you are loved. Not because of what you have done, but because of what He, God, has done on your behalf through Jesus Christ. Grace is God's yes to you, even though through your actions on a daily basis, including in your thoughts and in your heart, your response to God is no. You see, we fail, we drop the ball, but God's grace is there to pick us right back up. God's grace is God's yes to you, even though we say, no, I don't know what's going on, I'm failing, and God is like, no, no, no. In this sense, grace is the answer to all the anxieties that we typically carry when reflecting on our deeds and our actions. Grace is the existential key. It frees us. It opens the door for us towards faith, hope, and love. Grace is also the answer to the questions implied in volition, in choice, in will, for instance, fate and morality. Through grace, we're saved, we're loved. This is why it's invasive, because the religious instinct within every human being is, I must do this, I must do that, I must do X, Y, and Z in order to get in, in order to achieve, in order to uh, arrive at success, in order to apprehend a goal. And Grace says, psych you, there's nothing you can do in fact, uh, on your own accord. And grace not only says there's nothing in the essence you can do because you're not perfect, neither am I, no one's perfect. Grace says, let me come and help you along in your fleeting manner. Grace fills in the gaps. Grace elevates nature. Grace perfects nature. Grace heals nature our nature, our brokenness, restoring us to companionship with God himself. Now, uh, before we close, I want us to think about this. I just offered some, some, a few, just a little, little theological reflection. The question now is, and some of you may be sitting with this, okay, Joe, like, how do I, like, how do I respond to this grace? My, my, my first advice to you is to yield to grace. Yield to grace the way a palm tree yields to the wind. The reason why we find palm trees in the tropics, right? How is it that they could... Um, why, why don't we see, for instance, um, uh, uh, 
uh, pine trees, let's say, or, or, or redwood trees in, in the tropics because they would snap, they would break, they would be destroyed under the gale force winds of certain storms that are uh, germane, that are, that are typical to that region. But there's something about a palm tree. Palm trees are humble. Palm trees yield. Palm trees bend with the wind. And they're able to yield, they're able to bend, they're able to bow, they're able to be humble in that sense because their roots are very deep. The invitation here is to, uh, is to become like a palm tree so that we can yield under the tremendous loving force of God and that our roots our roots would go deep, deep into Christ Jesus himself. This looks like the following. Saying yes to God. Saying yes to grace. Saying yes to this invasion. Learning to let our guard down. That's step number one, practical. Number two, don't try. Don't try to receive grace. Don't, don't try to uh, uh, work at getting grace. That's, that's counterintuitive to the very logic of grace. You don't try. No, 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 no. The, the, the way is not trying. The way is abiding, resting. We are to rest in God's grace. To simply subsist in his goodness, in his love, in his will. Just rest. Enter into, as the book of Hebrews chapter 4 puts it, enter into that Sabbath rest. Mm, I love it. I mean, think about it, right? The Bible gives us a metaphor um, regarding uh, the fruit, the fruit of a tree. But think of fruit. You know, an apple that is connected to the vine is not trying to be an apple. It's not squeeze like saying, mm, try to be an apple. No, no. The apple is an apple precisely because it simply abides in the vine, rests. In that, the apple knows the apple is an apple, <laughs> as it were, right? The apple's identity is secure. It, it, it recognizes its appleness or applehood, as it were. Um, and so we too should simply rest. After we have said yes to grace, then we rest in grace. We abide in grace. We abide in Jesus. We just sit in stillness. We transform our loneliness into solitude before God. With our whole being, with the totality of our very existence, we open it up to God and say, Father, yes, Jesus, yes to you. Holy Spirit, yes to you. So number one, we yield to grace. Number two, we simply abide in grace. We're not trying. We're not attempting. We abide in grace. And out of that abiding, out of that rest, out of that, we are able to do. And our doing is not a one of an anxious grasping, but it's a doing that, that is secure, a doing that is at peace. And then finally, number three, we want to rejoice. Rejoice, Paul the Apostle says. 
And again, I say to you, rejoice, rejoice, because when you realize the invasion has already taken taken place in Jesus Christ, when you realize that God himself has invaded human history through a people, through, through the law, the Torah, that God has invaded creation with himself in his son, Jesus Christ, and now in his church. Rejoice, God has invaded your life. Just say, yes, Lord, thank you, Lord. And with that, we are able to enter into tremendous thanksgiving. So my joy and my hope for you is that you enter into grace, you yield to grace, you rest in grace. Thank you, and God bless. Welcome to Amago Day the program that brings you theological and philosophical reflections for today's world. This is your host, Joseph Terry. You